Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that we come together and hear from you, Lord. We know that we have not arrived. We still have a long way to become a mature man and a mature woman in the standard of God, not human standard. We want to become more like Jesus Christ. We want to give you all the glory and honor, Lord. And Lord, one of the things we need from you is your word, your revelation, your truth, because we believe your truth shall set us free. Therefore, today, help us not to pull the telephone out to look at the message, to look at the things in the telephone or iPad, but we're going to pay attention to the word of God today. We're going to give you 100% of our heart while you are talking to us in this sermon We are not going to divide our mind to the right and left, thinking about the TV program, about the golf game, about the snowboarding. We're going to keep our eyes on you, hear from you what you want to say, and we will repent if we have not done that yet. We will be doers of your word, Father. We thank you, Lord, and we pray together in the wonderful name of your son, Yeshua Hamakshik. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We start the first sermon on the series called Greater Blessing last Sunday. I'd like to continue the second part of this teaching, which is called Acceptable Offerings. In Acts chapter 20, verse 35, the Bible says, It is more blessed to give than to receive. Greater blessing come when we learn how to give the offerings to the Lord. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, you also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. The Bible said that all believers, whether you know it or not, maybe you are not educated, but now I educate you. We are all holy priests unto the Lord. And one of our job function is to give spiritual holy sacrifices to God. We all need to do that. I remember when I first became a believer, I knelt down and I prayed to God, Lord, I gave my life to you as a living sacrifice. You can use me anything. You can tell me I'll do it. My house, my car, my money, everything, my profession, everything I give to you. You can use everything in my life for you because I am your priest. I'm going to offer everything in my life as a holy sacrifice to you, living sacrifice to you. And I have been living like that for the past 38 years that I give my life to God. And even every time I and Pastor Da would buy a house, the first question we have as a husband and wife, will this house be used for the kingdom of God easily? 
Can people come visit us? Can we have Bible study here? Can we have a care group here? That is the first question we have. Not how beautiful the house is. We want to use our house for the kingdom. We give our house as a holy sacrifice to God. Last Sunday, we learned about the first sacrifice recorded in the Bible, Genesis chapter 4. Let me read one more time and I will continue the message from last Sunday. Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 to 5. Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiddler of the ground. And in the process of time, he came to pass that Cain brought an offering. Any offering is not the best offering. Of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought the firstborn, the best one, the fluffy one, the most beautiful, the most expensive one. The one that he said, this is if I sold it in the market, this is going to be the most expensive one of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. You can see the connection between your offering and your own life. When God accepts your offering, he accepts you as well. So your offering is connected to your heart. The offering you give to God comes from your heart. It tells who you are and where your heart is. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, not slightly angry. He very angry. And his countenance fell. We learned last Sunday a little bit already about Cain and Abel. Today I will continue to teach this story. In Genesis chapter 4, verses 6 to 7, the Bible continued to say, So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you. But you should rule over it. I know that the subject of giving, finances, giving life, offering to the Lord is a very sensitive preaching in the church. Yesterday we have a funny talking between husband and wife, I and Pastor Da. Honey, you always take the risk of losing member in the church. Because you tell people to repent. You talk to people about demons that most people don't talk in America. You talk about offering. You know that you risk that people will hate you and leave the church because they're tired of your strong teaching. And I know that sometimes people listen to this and very angry like Cain. They're very irritated. They're very agitated and very upset with the preacher who talk about money and about offering to the Lord. And they say that, wow, Pastor Lau, you try to manipulate poor people in this church to give to you. You are a neurosurgeon. Why do you want money from them? They're poor. They barely make it each month. But you're trying to tell them to give money to you. It's a totally 
misunderstanding. I'm not asking you to give money to me. I'm asking you to give holy sacrifices and offering to the Lord, not to me. Yes, I agree. There are people who are wicked and crooked. Yes, there are in every profession in the world, either political people, government workers, or doctors, or lawyers, or school teachers, any kind of profession, there are people who have misappropriated the fund that they receive. And these people cheated. Maybe a preacher may come up and ask for offering and say, we're going to give this to the mission trip. But then they use that money for their own house, their own dog house, for their own dog food. But it is not given to God. They misappropriate the fund. But let me ask you this question. Will people's wrong action affect your relationship with God? Do they have anything to do with your obedience to the Lord in giving offering to Him? Should it be that way? Should you use this bad behavior of people to be an excuse to sit around, grumble, gripe, fivefold, and stop giving to the Lord? No. There are crooked people out there, but you should ask the Lord. Uh, we taught the whole series about 25 sermons. Being led by the Holy Spirit. You need to be led by the Spirit to be connected, to hooked up with the right ministry, with the right church, that they will be faithful to God. The Lord is going to lead you to there. And there you can participate in giving your offering. God loves you so much, He will not lead you to be hooked up to all kinds of crooked people. He's going to lead you to be with the man and the woman of integrity. He's going to lead you to be at the right place. You can trust God to lead you, but you are not forced to trust men. I have to admit to you, I don't trust every ministry. I don't give money to every ministry. I need to be led by the Spirit of God. Where should I give? Where should I support? Amen? But at the same time, when God leads me to be somewhere, I will be faithful there to give offering to the Lord in that ministry, in that place. And I will not touch any other ministry. I will not condemn anybody. It's not my business to judge people, to look into their ministry, how they spend money. It's not my business to really poke into other churches, how they manage money. No, my business is to give to the Lord and I will do my best to spend money for the kingdom of God according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And every time I give my time, money, energy, I realize this, I give to the Lord. Somebody just hand a check today to me to support an evangelist in Thailand. And this money, even though we'll go to this ministry evangelism, but it's not going to that ministry. It's go to the Lord. This giving is to the Lord. Amen? And the Lord, if you give the Lord the right thing, with the right heart, He will accept your offering and He shall bless you. And He shall multiply you. 
First of all, we learn from 1 Peter 2.5, as the priest, we all need to give the offering to the Lord. Your life, your time, your money, your energy, your ability, your giftings, and your talents. Verses 6 and 7, again, the reason we teach about this because I believe that the subject of offering to the Lord, giving offering to the Lord is very serious. Serious to the point that Ananiah and Sapphira died. It's serious to the point that Cain killed Abel. Very serious subject. It's very weighty and very important in the eyes of God. So my job as a pastor is to educate you. Verses 6 to 7 say, For the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. My brother and sister, you need to ask yourself this question. And examine your heart. It's so important to examine our heart every day. Examine our heart. Why am I upset, aggravated, and irritated? Every time the pastor talks about giving, talk about supporting the kingdom of God. Why am I so irritated? I cannot sit still. I need to pull my telephone out and do something else. I want to shut my ear off. I don't want to listen to this guy anymore. Why are you so mad about it? If you feel that way, you pull with your right hand your ear to the mirror and ask yourself in the mirror, why am I mad about this? And the second question is, if I have done wrong, is God merciful? To forgive me. And should I repent? And should I do right before the Lord? You need to see the heart of God here. God is so good, loving, and merciful. When Cain did wrong, he had a bad attitude. He had a wrong heart. He gave junk to God. And God said, Cain, I loved you. If you repent, you make some adjustment. I will accept you. I love you too. I don't love you less than Abel. I love you, but you need to fix it. You need to fix your heart. You need to fix your life. You cannot go on like this. I will accept your offering. God gave him the chance to repent and to reconcile with God and restore the relationship with God. You know, our God is a merciful and long-suffering God. You may make mistakes for the past 30 years, but God still waits for you. He said, please repent. I want to have relationship with you. Don't do this anymore. Did Cain try to do right? Did Cain repent? Did Cain care about what God said? 1 John 3, 11 to 12. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Not as Cain, who was of the wicked one, and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his works were evil, and his brother's is righteous. Cain did not do a simple, technical mistake. Have Pastor Lau make mistake in this church? Yes. 
I make mistakes because of my ignorance and sometimes because I'm a human being, I make mistakes, but I don't make mistakes because I have a bad attitude. Can people make mistakes? Yes, but Cain did not make mistakes because he just kind of, I don't know, I'm sorry, I'm going to change. No, he made mistakes because he was wicked. His heart was evil. Can a believer have an evil heart? Yes. Can a believer be tempted by Satan and go into the wrong direction? Yes. So you have to be careful. Even you are a born-again believer, you have a ticket to go to heaven, can the devil work with you and work through you? Yes. Can you fall away and start to have a bad attitude? Yes. So this is a good lesson. Be careful. God accepted Abel's offering and Cain realized that God accepted his younger brother's offering. And the Lord looked at him and said, if you repent, I will accept you too. And the Bible continued to say that if you do not do what is right in verse 7, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must master it. This is a principle of life. Our life is like a city. The Bible says that. The city has the wall and the gate. Why we have the wall of the city? Because we want to protect the city from having bad people, the enemies to come in. Our life is like a temple, and the Bible talks about gatekeepers. Is that right? You know that Obed-Edom, who welcomed the Ark of the Covenant, was a gatekeeper of King David. We have a gatekeeper. We need to really guard our wall, our gate. And if we begin to have a wrong heart, and we don't repent right away, we are opening the wall. We are opening the gate. And sin, other sin that the devil wants to give to us, will creep in. And eventually, we're going to go into next sin. Next sin, and next sin, and we're going to go downhill. And the outcome is corruption, broken life, and death. That's what happened if we don't repent ASAP. God warned Cain, hey, you are mad right now. Repent right now. Do what is right I can show you how you can give offering. James chapter 1 verse 20. If you are people who easily anger and always yell and unhappy all the time, let me read this to you. James 1.20. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. When Cain became furious, he did not produce the righteousness of God. He allows sin to come in. And eventually, the condition got worse. Luke chapter 22, verse 31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. Christian brother and sister, this is how the way I look at the Christian life. The Christian life is a martial art or, or the soldier. We cannot just lay back and 
relax and hey, life is easy. No. You have to stay watchful, alert all the time. Because the Bible says the devil is like a roaring lion. He's creeping around. He looks for opportunity to come, to kill, to steal, and to destroy our life. That's why Jesus said to Simon, Simon, the devil asked God to destroy you. You remember the story of Job? The devil went to God and said, Can I attack Job? You think the devil wants to attack you and me? Yes. That's why as a believer like me, I always look at me as a 5th degree black belt taekwondo. I have 3rd degree. I want to be 5th degree. I always stay awake all the time, looking. If anyone attack me, if the devil wants to destroy me, I know how to defend myself. I know how to fight the battle. I want to be awake, alert all the time of the scheme of the enemy who wants to destroy my life. But Cain did not do that. Cain did not repent. And the first murder of man's history happened because Cain yielded to the devil. He did not repent of his bad attitude, his wrong attitude. My brothers and sisters, if you see somebody get blessed by God so much, his income in one month equal to your three years. He came into the church three years ago you have been in this church for 90 years. <laughs> when suddenly this man passed you, become a great evangelist, save so many people, has more anointing than you, making more money than you, God honor that person more than you, and also you are the one who really lead him to Christ. You try to disciple this young man, and but... Within a few years, he's like a rocket. He passes you quickly. And you have two choices. Number one, I'm mad. God bless him. God give him the increase. God give him more anointing than me. What's going on, God? I'm mad at you. And I'm mad at this man. I want to let you know, don't do that. God is no respecter of people or person. If you have the right heart and you do the right thing and you stop complaining, you should rejoice that that brother have passed you and did well and God blessed because he did the right thing. You should repent and say, God, I'm sorry. Maybe I did something wrong here. That's why you cannot bless me. I need to repent. I need to do the right thing. I'm not going to be mad. I'm going to rejoice for the success of that man. I'm going to keep my heart right. I will not entertain envy, jealousy, and madness. I will be thankful for that brother and sis- or sister. And I'm going to shape my life to do the right thing. When God's blessing is on somebody, you need to understand this. When God gives somebody the increase because he did the right thing, it's not from himself. It's from God. 
When you see somebody have an increase, have the more anointing, have more grace and more favor from God, it's all from God. So who should you try to please the most? How you please him? Do the right thing. Have the right heart. Repent of your sin quickly. Amen? What should Cain have been doing? Cain should have said, God, I repent. God, I'm sorry I have a bad attitude. God, I'm sorry. Teach me how to give offering in the right way. What kind of heart attitude I should have. Cain did not pursue God. But he opened the door for the devil to come in. The devil breathed his nature into people. And his nature is pride and rebellion. So Cain welcomed the devil. He is prideful. He did not repent. Not only that, he was very rebellious. And next step is he was very angry. He may say to God, God, I am a farmer like my dad. I'm a firstborn son. Why do you bless my younger brother, but not me? This is wrong. I should get more blessing than my younger brother. He didn't do that. He did not repent at all. He has a bad attitude. And God tried to say, Cain, I loved you. You just repent right now. Learn from your brother. Learn from me. Make some change. Repent as soon as possible. And I will accept you. I'm going to bless you too. Because I'm no respecter of people. I'm going to bless everyone who has the right attitude. My dear brother and sister, God takes this seriously about giving with the wrong attitude. I have a wrong heart. Let me read from Malachi chapter 1 verses 6 to 14. It's a wrong passage, but listen carefully. How serious is this? A son honors his father and a servant his master. If then I am the father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is my reference? Say the Lord of hosts, to you priests who despise my name, yet you say, in what way have we despised your name? You offer defiled food on my altar. So today it means you may give broken TV to the church. Or you may give $5 bill to the church but spend $100 bill in Paris. That's what it means. But say, in what way have we defied you? By saying the table of the Lord is contemptible, is dishonorable. And when you offer the blind as a sacrifice, is it not evil? Wow, God called the wrong attitude and giving evil. And when you offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? Offer it then to your governor. Would he be pleased with you? Would he accept you favorably? Say the Lord of hosts. But now entreat or ask God's favor that he may be gracious to us. Why this is being done by your hands? Will he accept you favorably? How many people want the favor from God? I want the favor from God. Say the Lord of hosts, who is there even among you who would shut the doors? Who among you? Who would shut the doors so that you would not kindle fire on my altar in vain? I have no pleasure in you. 
I don't want God to say like that to me. I have no pleasure in your offering, in your life, your time, your energy, your money. I don't want God to say that to me. Say the Lord of hosts, nor will I accept an offering from your hands. Far from the rising of the sun, even to its going down, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. In every place, incense shall be offered to my name and a pure offering, for my name shall be great among the nations, say the Lord of hosts. So you can see that giving offering to God is a daily Basis. It's a daily life. It's a weekly life. All the time. Say the Lord of hosts. But you profane it. In that you say the table of the Lord is defiled. And its food is contemptible. You also say, oh, what a weariness. Giving is a huh, burden to me. Why I have to write check every Sunday? Why I have to go to care group? Why I have to spend time for the church? It's a weariness. Pastor, don't ask me to do too much. You force me. I'm tired of this thing. You use me too much to serve God. That is a complaint. And you sneer at it, say the Lord of hosts. And you bring the stolen, the lame, and the sick. Thus you bring an offering. Should I accept this from your hand? Say the Lord. But curse be the deceiver who has in his flock a male. And takes a vow, but sacrifices to the Lord what is blemish. For I am a great king. Is God a great king? Say the Lord of hosts. And my name is to be feared among the nations. After I read this long passage, may I ask you a question? Is God taking offering seriously? Does God look at your heart? God looks at your heart. Wow, I feel so quiet in this room. People just... Some people may say this way. Yes, I can give to God, but I'm sorry. I don't like the church. I don't like uh, this pastor. He preached too strong now. I'm not going to give. I don't like that poor person in the church. She should work harder so I can help. Okay, let me read another scripture. Some people say, I only think about the Lord. Let me read Matthew 25, 34 to 40. Then the king will say, oh, I enjoy this sermon. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. So we're going to have a lot of strangers come for our camp this year. How many people are going to open the home and take in the stranger from another city? I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothed you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Actually, I say to you, it's as much 
as you did it to one of the least of these my brethren. You did it to me. Yes. The offering is to the Lord. But because the Lord doesn't need our money, the Lord doesn't need our car, the Lord doesn't need our food, so the Lord will direct those things to somebody, his people. When God's people put on the cloth that you give to the Lord, the Lord wears it. When people eat food that you give to the Lord, he eats it. When people drive a car that you give to the Lord, he drives it. When people live in the apartment that you pay for the monthly payment for the Lord, the Lord lives in it. The Lord takes what you do to his people and to his church personally. Can you pay for the rental payment of an of apartment for, to, for the Lord? Yes. Can you buy a new cloth for the Lord? Yes. And give to somebody. Can you feed God? Yes, by taking somebody out and feed them. So God take it personally. Even though a person is receiving from you, but the Lord take it personally as you do it for him. Amen? So even though you give to the Lord, but you give to his people according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Genesis chapter 4 verses 7 to 8 say, If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lie at the door. And its desire is for you. But you should rule over it. Now Cain, look at Cain. Did he repent? No. Cain talked with Abel, his brother. I tried to guess what are they talking about. Maybe came to Abel and say, Hey, brother, I don't like this. God accepted you, but not me. You make me feel bad. I hate you. And the brother may say, hey, 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 hey. It's between you and God. It's not about me. Why don't you just learn from God how you should give offering? Remember this, Cain. God created you. God feed you. God take care of your life. God protect you from sickness and disease. You should love God. God sent Jesus to die for you if it's today. Jesus died for you. But Cain did not listen. And when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. There was a handful of people in that generation, maybe 10 people, 15 people in that generation. And Cain killed his own brother. What is the reason of killing, murder? Offering. The problem with money. Do people kill each other because of money? Have you seen siblings hate each other and never talk to each other for 25 years because of money? Yes. This is the issue of material things and money. Verses 9 to 11. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel, your brother? He said, So he has bad attitude. He also did not respect God. He did not give the right offering to the Lord. He was angry. 
Next one, murder. Next one, lie. I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, what have you done? The voice of your brother blood cries out to me from the ground. So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. The Lord asked him, where is your brother? And Cain put on or clothed himself on the characteristic of the devil. The devil is a liar and murderer. So he lied, he murdered, he take on the character of the devil. I want to encourage all of you. Don't do like Cain. Let us be filled with the Holy Spirit. Let us take on the character of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, generous giver, truth talker, patient with people, loving people. Your word always encourage people. Not make people feel bad, feel sad. Don't put people down. Don't take on the devil's characteristic. Amen? Don't do like Cain. I hope we don't have Cain in this church. I hope we all are like Paul and David and Joseph in this church. We have, we embrace the Holy Spirit to speak only the truth in love. We love God. We seek God with all our heart. Amen? But what happened? Cain lied. The Bible says in Leviticus chapter 17, verse 11, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. So the blood of Cain, of Abel, in the ground is his life and call to God God I got killed this is not fair and God came to Cain and say you kill your brother let me conclude this sermon reading 1st John chapter 3 verses 11 to 13 one more time for this is the message that you heard from the beginning that we should love one another not as Cain who was of the wicked one and murdered his brother. Today, you may not pull the gun out to kill somebody because you know you're going to be in jail or you may be on the electric chair. But you can kill people by putting the blocks to destroy some people's reputation. Or you may cause trouble to make that person have a heartache or high blood pressure. Or you may say something to cut and make that person feel bad. You kill people by your word, not by your guns and your knife. You have to be careful. Cain, who was of the wicked one and murdered his brother, and why did he murder him? Because his work were evil and his brothers righteous. Do not marvel, my brethren, if the world hate you. If the world hate you. When you do the right thing, you love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and your spirit. You gave totally to God. You love God. You just sold out for God. Your love for God going to make somebody who don't love God enough or who love money more than God to feel uncomfortable and to hate you and to come against you. This is normal. That's why the Bible say, don't marvel. Somebody going to hate you. Somebody not going to like you if you love God with all your heart. 
Let me tell the reason. The main reason why so much broken relationship in this world and why so many people hate another person. Matthew 19, 21 to 24. Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. Then Jesus said to his disciple, Actually, I say to you that it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. The main reason that people hate devoted Christians is this. Why they upset against you? Because your obedience to God revealed their disobedience. Because your love for God revealed their unlove for God. Because your honor toward God, you honor Him, revealed their dishonor toward God. Your wholeheartedness toward God revealed their half-heartedness toward God. And what happened? They are mad at you. They're not comfortable around you. They may hate you and talk bad about you. That's what happened to Abel and Cain. Cain was so mad to see the wholeheartedness of Abel, to see the obedience, the honor of Abel. But Cain did not want to do it. Let me read the last scripture. John 15 verse 18. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. People hate Jesus. And some people are going to hate us too. Is that right? What company you want to be in? Jesus company or the devil company? You want to be in Cain's company or Abel's company? Some of you didn't sit and don't reply. <laughs> are you listening to the sermon? Yes. Do I have you now or you are somewhere else? Do you want to be in Cain's company? No. Do you want to be in Abel's company? Yes. Do you want to be in Jesus' company? Yes. Jesus gave offering to the Lord. He gave his life. He said, my food is to do and to finish the will of the Father. I want to be in the company of Jesus Christ. I make a decision. After I learned this lesson, you know, before I preach, I need to study for myself. I don't want to be just a preacher. I want to be a doer of what I learn. I make a decision. I can give good offering to the Lord all the days of my life and I want to keep my heart right I want to love God more than money I want to honor the Lord everything I do I want to honor Him I want to have a humble heart submissive heart teachable heart God can correct me anytime 
God can change me anytime. I will not quote God mercy all the time that I can continue in sin because God is merciful. I will not quote that. Yes, God is merciful, but the mercy of God is not the reason to live in sin. It's not a reason to give excuse to sin. No, you should love God and you should stop sinning because you love God. Amen? Hallelujah. Some of you say, wow, what's going to happen next Sunday? (laughs) This is really tenderloin steak. Amen? Hallelujah. Father, we don't want to be like Cain. We don't want to take the nature of Satan. Pride, arrogance, jealousy, envy, rebellion, anger, self-righteousness, not submissive to you. Oh Lord, help us in this generation, Lord, that we will be holy priesthood unto you. We will love you with all our heart. We learn from your scriptures that you don't accept every offering. We don't want to bring the lame, bring the blind, the broken thing to you, Lord. We want to give the best to you. We want to honor you. You're the king. You're the master. You are the father. Who in the world will give junk to the father? Give junk to the governor? We want to give the best to our king, to our master, to our heavenly father. Oh Lord, help us to love you more than money, to love you more than material. Oh Lord, when we remodel this sanctuary, help us to do the best for you. Help us to build a beautiful sanctuary for you, Lord. The best place to worship. Oh Lord, when we go out to do mission work, help us to do the greatest thing for you in the mission work. In another land, Lord. Lord, when we cook to feed somebody, we feed you. When we pay for somebody, they don't have money to pay their apartment and we pay for them, Lord. We realize that we pay for you, Lord. We give it to you. And one day when we stand before you, Lord, you will say, good. You are my good servant. You love me. Thank you, Lord. Change us through this teaching, Lord. From now on, we will give offering to you with a right heart and honor you with everything we have, Father. We thank you so much 
in Jesus mighty name amen amen thank you lord thank you lord hallelujah are you mad at me you still love me <laughs> hallelujah thank you lord jesus we trust that this message is ministered to you If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.